Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin, Texas. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Dressed. It's your host, Liv Perez. By the time you guys listen to this, I will be just probably landing in Paris. I am here for Paris Fashion Week. I'm so excited. It's actually been a really long time since I was in town for Paris Fashion Week. I think the last time I was here was maybe 2018, 2019. I I actually can't remember, but it was way easier for me back then when I was living in New York. I was able to just pop over for a day or two, maybe do a show that I loved and then pop back home like nothing ever happened. Now it's like a 11 hour journey and feels like a thing I have to like mentally prepare for. Don't know if that's the distance or me just getting older, but definitely feels like a little bit more of like a thing. But I am so excited to be here. I'm doing a few shows, doing a lot of really fun behind the scenes things with a few brands. So I'm excited about that and not something you want to miss. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at Liv Perez with two V's. But most importantly, most, most, most exciting. I am here because I'm going to finish the final details on my wedding dress. I've done like two fittings already where I've tried on a bunch of dresses that I love. And now I'm going in and trying on the one that I think I'm 99.999% going to do and just add all the details in it that feel really personal to me. So I can't wait. I'm nervous. I'm excited. All the things. And I'll definitely do an episode further down the line, kind of breaking down that process for me. But for now, you guys are just going to have to stick around and find out. So again, a really good week ahead. I'm super excited. And of course, excited to see all the shows and the new fashion. I feel like Paris is always a big one. And it's so fun to see new trends and kind of new moments that come out of this week. On the note of things coming out of Fashion Week and Fashion Month as a whole, I did New York Fashion Week two weeks ago. I skipped London and Milan. And now I'm going to Paris. And I feel like Whether it was when I was in New York, kind of out in the streets, seeing friends and what they were wearing, there's been a very clear trend to me of very specific brands that are kind of on the rise right now. And I'm not going to call them emerging designers, but I feel like there are brands that are just having a really great moment. Some of them you might know, some of them you might not know, but today I wanted to break down those brands because, sure, I love Fashion Month because there are trends galore that come out of the month and it's so fun to break those down and be able to integrate them into our closet. But the other side of that is seeing what people in fashion are wearing. Like, what are the people who are integrated into this industry and invested every single day? What are they paying attention to? Who are they wearing? What are they buying? What are they spending their money on? So today I'm going to share five brands with you guys that I have been seeing everywhere. These are the brands that you guys should be paying attention to and can add to your closet right away. So the first brand I want to share is a brand that I actually am just hearing of for the first time. I saw it on a few of my editor friends' Instagrams this season, and I'd never heard of it. And I was like, what is this incredible brand? It's called Forms, and it has definitely become, I feel like, one of New York's buzzier labels. I had seen it so much on my Instagram and was really captivated by the style. A few of my friends actually went to the show 
And again, it's always really exciting when you see a new brand come on the scene and a lot of people have a deep love and admiration for it and kind of co-sign it. That's a really easy way for me to be like, okay, this is a brand that we're going to continue to see more of. And this was definitely one of those brands. It's currently run by creative director Paul Halbers, who has had an incredible track record. He was at Margiela, he was at Louis Vuitton, and then was personally asked to come and inject new life into form. And based on the attention that it's getting, I think he's doing a pretty great job. This brand is really minimal to me, very sleek. I wouldn't say sexy, but super wearable. I'm seeing a lot of like two-piece leather sets, a beautifully made like emerald suit, a great pair of emerald track pants with a great white blouse. Like this feels really wearable and really everyday, but obviously there's an incredible amount of craftsmanship in these designs and you can tell immediately. Everything looks so well done and the fabrics look really incredible. And of course, it's reflected in the prices. There's like literally nothing on the site under $800. There are jackets on there that are like so perfectly crafted to the body, like contoured at the waist, like perfect, beautiful shoulders, all screaming my name. And they're like, you know, a casual $4,000. But again, this is a brand that is for a fashion lover. This is a brand for people who love Kate and the Row and love excellent craftsmanship and quality and are willing to pay the price tag for it. I will say that Form has a different point of view. It actually feels a little bit couture inspired. And I think that that maybe has something to do with the fact that Helbers is from the world of Louis Vuitton and beyond. But it just feels like there's a little bit more of a couture touch, like maybe a skirt with a balloon silhouette or really dramatic, beautiful draping. I also love the way that it was styled. It really felt like an ode to what New Yorkers are wearing or what they want to be wearing at the moment. And actually, I felt like that was a theme that I saw a lot of in New York Fashion Week this year. There was a strong emphasis on New York as a city and being a New Yorker. Like a lot of shows were in places that felt like iconic New York places like Tory Burch, the New York Public Library, Anna Sui at the Strand Bookstore. There were just a lot of moments about, you know, what it means to live and move every day as a New Yorker. Well, I don't live there anymore. I do know what it was like. So I really felt reminiscent of that. And I think also it was reflected in a lot of the collections. The collections felt, again, super wearable, but very like downtown, cool, different. And I love that. And that's kind of my style. So I was able to see it and like really see myself in that. Okay, the next brand that has actually been around for a really long time, and I've been a fan of since she launched the brand. I was living in New York when she did, and it was definitely like chatter on the streets and people loved her as much as they did back in, then as they do now. And that's Sandy Lang. Sandy Lang has always had like a cult diehard community of fashion girls. I feel like every year in New York, every season New York Fashion Week rolls around. I can always see like the fashion set really going out to her show and just absolutely loving her as a person and as a designer. So again, she has this like cult following I feel like Sandy Lang has been on the coquette trend since like day one. It's always been like amazing bows and a great collar and very feminine girly silhouettes and prints. And I love that for her. And look, I'd be remiss if I didn't tie the fact that I'm seeing her now more than ever to the fact that this coquette trend has been kind of all over fashion. Sandy Lang has always been doing that. She's always been like the girl who's selling a great ballet flat, a great Mary Jane, like it's very Simone Rocha Miu Miu inspired and has always kind of bring that brand with like ballet core at its center. So if you are someone who loves the Coquette trend, you're still in it. Definitely check out Sandy Lang because she is going to be right up your alley. I also would go so far as to say that I think that she really pioneered it. Like last year, when we started to see a lot of bows come into kind of popular culture and fashion, 
it just so happened to be right after Sandy Lang's wedding. And Sandy Lang's wedding was like so wonderfully her. And I felt like every photo that, that I saw from it took me into the Sandy Lang world. And I think most notable of everything from that weekend was the fact that her hair underneath her veil was beautifully straight with little white bows pinned into her hair. So it kind of looked like they were part of her veil, but they were underneath and pinned into her hair. I will never forget seeing this wedding go live and having so many people send it to me being like, this is so damn cute. People loved it. And lo and behold, a few months later, we had bows literally everywhere. Another kind of case in point moment. Her wedding was in August of 2023. If you go look through her photos, she had these beautiful long ribbon pink bows tied around all of her wine and water glasses, which is something we've seen like everywhere now at this point, especially through the holidays. We saw it all over like martini glasses and all over our Christmas trees. Well, Sandy was doing that in August. So again, I really think that she kind of ushered in this trend and really kicked it off because her wedding was so widely shared. And honestly, I love to see moments like this when a designer who has a very niche aesthetic absolutely blows up or like creates a trend for really just staying true to themselves. Sandy Lang launched her brand in 2014. So it's actually amazing that 10 years later, I feel like we've actually caught up to her. There were so many pieces from her new collection also that made me just really admire her as a designer because I feel like she's stuck to her aesthetic this whole time, but is now finding a way to mesh that in with designing for the modern day woman. And it's very, very obvious in everything that she's designing. There was one dress that I saw go down the runway and was like, do I need this dress for my wedding? It was so cool. It's like a long to the floor dress with a really cool belt. It's the drop waist spaghetti strap, just cool and different, but really classic and wearable and very feminine and girly. And I love this new collection. Go check it out on Vogue Runway. I think we're going to be seeing so, so, so much more of her in a bigger way outside the walls of maybe like the niche fashion community. I think she's really going to continue to have her moment. The next brand that I want to share is a brand that I stumbled upon on Instagram recently. And it's an American brand that specifically focuses on evening wear. Now, I'm in the midst of like having a million people texting me being like, what do I wear to your wedding? And literally getting like links to every dress on planet Earth right now. So I feel like I kind of know and have seen every single thing that's like on Metaporter, Moda Operandi. Like, I feel like I know every single evening wear gown that's out there. But I stumbled across her the other day and was like, I have not seen this. Her name is Kate Barton. She's an American designer. And I knew I loved her when I actually went onto her bio and found out that she's a graduate of SCAD, the Savannah College of Art and Design. I'm such a huge fan of that school because I admire so many people who have come out of that school and that program. I actually went to SCAD years ago. I think it's almost 10 years at this point. I was super young, just starting my career in fashion and being on social media. And they had invited me down to be on a jury panel for their senior class. So the entire senior class would basically like put together a thesis of their designs. We judged it and kind of, I think, awarded someone with a, a final prize. I actually can't remember. That's how long ago it was. The one thing I do remember, though, was that in my senior class that I was judging was a little someone named Christopher John Rogers. And I remember every single design that he showed me. It stuck in my brain forever. And it was how we became friends. And I, I so deeply admire his work again. And I have such a deeper respect and understanding for that program. So anybody who comes out of there, I am just rooting for them. And so when I saw that she was, it all just kind of made sense because her designs are 
so specific and also so technical. She actually started designing during the pandemic and has shared the story of having like very limited access to machinery and materials. So she needed to come up with something that was a little bit unconventional. And that is so reflected in her work. Her pieces are so sculptural and almost feel like they are inspired by the elements. I would say my favorite look that like was the thing that I saw her for and took my breath away was this silk blend liquid satin draped gown in blue. It literally looks like moving fabric. It's a strapless fitted gown that apparently also incorporates innovative zero waste drape details. So that's really cool and different. But it is so, again, this this dress looks like it's in motion. It looks like water flowing down your body. This is one of those pieces that if someone comes up to me one more time and asks me what to my wear to my wedding, I'm like this because it's just so cool. The other pieces from her collections that I just think are amazing are her bags. She has this like acrylic bag that has two roses floating in the bag. And it's just such a cool piece. Like this is one of those things you wear with jeans and a tee and someone is like, what is that masterpiece? I actually don't know if you can fit anything in it. Let me see. Oh, no, you can. Oh, cool. There's actually like an opening in the center where she gives you kind of this like white branded Kate Barton bag that is like a little compartment for your stuff to fit in to go in that centerpiece so that you don't upset the roses on the right and left. Pretty cool. I love this. I love seeing young designers and how they think. And this is just a really awesome, awesome piece. So go check her out. It's katebartondesign.com. If you are someone who has a big event coming up and you're looking to invest, because I think a lot of her pieces are semi-custom definitely take a risk on this because it's just so cool and so much fun. Okay. The next brand that we're going to dive into is a brand that I've had my eye on for a really long time. But in researching for this episode, I actually learned that someone I know owns the brand, which is really always a funny one for me. But I learned so much more about it. And it's a brand called The Garment. And I had no idea that Sophia Rowe, who is also an incredible content creator and now co-founder of this business, co-owns it. She is Copenhagen-based, and I have been following her for a really long time. Also, not to be confused with Sophia Rose, the chef. We have two Sophia Rose that we love and adore in this house, but two different people. Sophia Rowe is a content, is a fashion content creator in Copenhagen who I have followed for a really long time. I love her style. She has such a chic kind of persona online. And again, anybody who's based in Copenhagen, I think, has such a different perspective on fashion. I've been to Copenhagen Fashion Week a few times, and It truly is the most like I feel like every time I go there, I'm injected with like inspiration that would have I would have never gotten anywhere else. Like it's very unique and specific to Copenhagen, the way that they dress, the way that they view fashion, the way that they view color and mixing prints. It's very specific and something that I am always paying attention to. And you guys should, too, if you love fashion which I'm just going to assume that you do because you're listening to this. But so she co-founded a brand called The Garment that I actually spotted for the first time last summer. I think Claire Rose, who again is another creator that I love, was wearing this like beautiful long sleeve maxi dress that was knit like a perfect beach dress, like a long sleeve white knit maxi dress that had these like adorable little bow closures at the chest that like kept the dress together around your chest. And it was so chic and demure, but really sexy. And I was like, that's absolutely beautiful. And I fell in love with it. And I kind of went down the rabbit hole of like, what's this brand? How do I get it? Of course, because Claire wore it, it immediately sold out. But if you are interested in it, it's restocked now and available on Luisa Villaroma. It's the Tanzania organic cotton midi dress. So cute. 
was available in white when I saw it, but now available in black. But there's just something very timeless about the garment. And I know that that's something that you probably hear a lot. It's like, oh, these brands that are creating like timeless everyday wardrobe that everybody wants to wear. But this to me kind of feels like a young Prada. Like it feels like as if, you know, someone wanted to completely start over from their wardrobe and start from scratch. We're talking like new pants, new sweaters, new dresses. I would say go here because they have really well-crafted, beautiful pieces that are great for every day and immaculate wardrobe essentials. But they all kind of have something like a little bit different to them, as you would find literally in the Prada store. They're like effortless and beautiful, but have that like little moment of like whimsicality to it. Also, I learned that this brand has major sustainability commitments. They actually consider themselves a design lab and not a brand. And I learned that everything that they are designing is CO2 compensated in partnership with a Norwegian climate company. As a new brand, that's a really major commitment and very, very hard to achieve. Really cool that they were able to nail down that partnership and get to the point where they can call themselves a 100% sustainable brand. Not an easy feat. So I definitely give them a lot of credit. And if you are someone who likes to sustainably shop, this is a great place to do it. Of all the brands that we've talked about today, it's interesting. There's one thing that I've seen all of these brands do and have kind of made a hero statement out of, and that is a good statement top. I'm not just talking about like a white button down. I'm talking about a top that like you can throw on with a pair of jeans and it feels a little bit different. For example, the one that I'm looking at right now from the garment is a like blue and white striped shirt that doesn't just stop there. It's not like a well-crafted typical striped shirt. It has like a little bit of a balloon effect around the elbows. It has a really tight wrist with little ruffles on the trim. It has a ruffle trim collar. Like I'm seeing a lot of brands make a very conscious effort to create these really different and cool everyday shirts. For me, actually, when I think about it, that's the one place in my closet where I don't feel like I have the strength that I do in all the other categories of my closet. Like I have a lot of great white tees. I have a lot of great sweaters. I have a lot of great blazers. But how many of you can say right now that you actually have really cool everyday shirts that you could pair with a pair of jeans or trousers and just feel like that was a statement alone? I can maybe think of like three or four in my closet, but it's definitely not like the hero of my closet. And by the way, what's interesting about that is it should be. That should be where you're building kind of your everyday capsule wardrobe. So I think seeing these brands make a more concerted effort to kind of capture their audience by making these great everyday tops is actually a really good strategy. And I'm kind of falling for it. Again, a top is like a great entry point for new customers to find a new brand. It's usually not their most expensive piece, like a jacket or something along those lines. So I'm curious to see, especially as we head into spring, what other brands are going to be really pushing these everyday tops that have really good impact. I feel like I hear all the time, like, okay, what's everyone's like favorite going out top? Like, where are we getting going out tops from? But not a lot of people are talking about that good everyday top. I'm excited about this niche to really finally have its moment because as someone who lives in California, sometimes I don't want to wear a sweater and sometimes I definitely don't want to wear a blazer. So I'm always on the hunt for that good top that you can just throw on and go about your day. All right. The last brand that I'm going to bring up today is actually a brand that has been around since 1914. Definitely the oldest brand that we're talking about today and has gone through a major resurgence in the past two years or so because they've brought in a new designer to completely revamp the brand. 
The brand's called Petu, and I actually started seeing it about two years ago during New York Fashion Week. They had a very interesting marketing plan that actually caught my attention. And as someone who's in social media, it's kind of hard to do that. So I assume partnered with a bunch of influencers, content creators to wear a branded t-shirt that said Pachu during New York Fashion Week. And look, I'm not going to lie, a little cheesy. But for someone who had never heard of the brand before, and it's a brand that has major history and heritage over an entire century, it was a really great way to just casually build name and brand recognition. Like I actually had no idea what the designs were of this brand, but I knew its name for like two years. And anytime someone would bring it up, I'd be like, yeah, I know that brand. I've seen that in street style. I've seen my friend wearing that. I've seen my friend partner with that brand. And it wasn't until about a month ago that I actually was like, I want to see what this brand is designing. I've heard it from so many people. And I actually, from a marketing perspective, again, thought that that was genius because Usually a brand will, you know, hire or work with a content creator to wear a full look and people will hopefully tap and click on the brand and get to learn it more. But sometimes just that name recognition can actually take you so much farther because I'm hooked. I was like, what is this thing? So upon further investigation, I now know what Patu is and I know what now know what they design and I've been seeing it everywhere. There is such an emphasis on this brand on like really great classic pieces. It's interesting. I feel like a lot of the brands that I brought up today are brands that design for great everyday life. Success in that world. I mean, not everyone is buying incredible evening gowns or things with bows on it. In order to succeed as a designer today, I think it really has to be grounded in reality. Like what's the everyday person shopping for and what do they need in their everyday life to feel really good? And I think Patu is such a testament to that. In today's time, I think that that's where we're at with fashion and that's what people want. Who knows? Maybe in five years from now, we'll be back in this era where everybody just wants really colorful, maximalist everyday wear. But for right now, I think we're in this time of people just wanting really great classic everyday essentials. As I was talking about earlier with great everyday tops, Patu is crushing it in that department. They have really cool like poplin cotton tops, like a bright red taffeta top, just really fun things if you're someone who on a daily basis wants to play with your fashion and just be able to put on a pair of jeans and a really great top and go out your door. Patu is definitely up your alley. They also have really great classics like jeans, a great blazer, a great pair of black shorts, like really good, just classic no frill pieces for your closet. It feels really elevated if you're someone who's trying to kind of elevate your style a little bit. And another really great thing, if you go on Net-A-Porter right now and look it up, there's a lot of stuff on sale from them. So you can get pieces that were maybe originally listed at like $700 down in the $300, $200 range. So it's a great time to maybe get your first patchou piece and get invested in the brand, literally. So that's my brain dump of current brands on my mind. Again, we're gonna run through them really quick in case you forgot any names. Form, Sandy Lang, Kate Barton, The Garment, and Patu. I have seen so much of these brands everywhere, and I love that a lot of them are emerging designers or even brands that have been able to get a second life and get a second chance in the fashion industry. Always love to support those brands and give them a platform. So go check them out. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. Again, I will be in Paris for the rest of the week. And if there's anything you guys want to see while I'm here, please shoot me a DM and let me know whether it's behind the scenes, getting ready, whatever it is. I'm here for you guys to share all the fun BTS in the fashion industry. I'm also, of course, going to be doing a fashion month recap in two weeks on the show. So mark your calendars for that. I'm going to be recapping all of the week's favorite shows, new trends I'm seeing, 
the coolest, craziest moments from the month. And I can't wait to do that. As you guys know, we have new episodes that drop every Monday. If you love today's episode, please do me a favor. Go onto the Apple podcast page right now and leave us a review. It is crucial to help the show grow and bring more amazing people into this community of fashion lovers alike. So if you can take one minute to do that, it would mean the world to me. I hope you guys have an amazing week ahead. I'll see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.